What's going on podcast? Paul here back with another episode and this here is a live stream that I recently did on Facebook. So I was, we were recording some videos, me and Isaac who's done a lot of videos with me in the past. He's also got his own podcast called Life Are We There Yet? And we were talking about guilt and guilt that comes with suicide grief. And I wanted to jump on Facebook live and ask anyone the guilt that they felt when it came to losing someone to suicide. So this live stream is about half an hour long. I share my personal experience and there's you know a lot of people sharing their stories too. So hopefully if you're listening to this, if you've lost someone to suicide or if you know someone who's lost someone to suicide, hopefully the stories in this live stream is going to help. All right, let's go. So yeah, we've got the live stream here. So all of you are coming on now and then we've got a camera over there, we've got Isaac here. Isaac, come say hello. Don't be camera shy. Isaac, some of you might know Isaac from the road trip. Um, hello, everybody. See, so this is everyone who's coming on. Can you see everyone? Oh, yeah. Stephanie, Ross, Lindsay, Vicky, Jay, Jody, how are you all? And then we can see some more people here. So get out of the shot now, mate. You need to get behind that camera. So yeah, we've got a camera there and a camera here. So um, what I want to talk about is essentially a suicide bereavement. And it's a topic that we were discussing today. And we were talking about the guilt that is carried when it comes with suicide grief. So um, we were talking about how I think most people that have lost someone to suicide ha carries guilt, whether that's guilt that they didn't do enough or guilt for the last time they saw them. I know for my dad in particular, I saw him the night before his suicide and I, looking at it now, really wish I did more. And there was a big part of me that was telling me to do more, but I didn't at the time because I thought that he would get better and I was emotionally drained. I didn't really know what to do anymore. And of course, we can't change that past. We can't change what we did in that moment. But yeah, I definitely carried a huge amount of guilt with me because of, of that of that time. And with guilt as well comes blame. There's a huge amount of blame that normally comes with suicide bereavement in the fact of we blame ourselves, but I don't know about you, but blaming them as well. We do sometimes blame them for, for their suicide and there's a lot of anger attached to it, which isn't a nice emotion when you've just lost someone that you love and at the same time you're extremely angry with them and you blame them for the way that you're feeling at the same time as well. So I personally believe that suicide grief, suicide bereavement is such a hard grief and emotion to deal with. Someone once said it's grief with the volume turned up. But I really wanna kinda of hear if you guys have any stories or if any of you can relate to this in any way too. I would love, we've got 21 people on this stream at the moment. Let's get this shared as well. So if you are on this right now, if you know, 19 of you, 15 of you, 20 of you, however many of you on here right now can share this. Share this with your friends. Let's try and get some more people onto this stream. People that maybe have never seen any of my videos before. And let's try and help those that have lost someone to suicide and, and show that they're not alone. So we've got Jay, Ross, Stephanie, Jody, Hay. Stephanie says, hi, Isaac. Got a little shout out there. Julie, how are you? Vicky. So Vicky was Vicky was at Eastbourne. Do you remember Vicky? Mm -hmm. Jackie. Hey, how are you? Hey, Nicola. Hey, Carrie Ann. Vicky, did you had a time up yesterday of nine years ago and how oh, yeah, happy we looked? 
Carrie Ann's from Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm with Isaac Carrie Ann, do you remember? Um, so Vicky, time hop nine years, how happy we look. Less than a month later, he was dead. So, and again, your story touched me definitely when we met. And yeah, I think it's hard looking back on those photos. I remember looking back on photos of, of dad and just thinking, was everything a lie? And I don't know if you can relate to that as well. Um, but it definitely wasn't. They were definitely happy moments, I'm pretty certain of it. Again, it's just people aren't getting the help that they desperately need. Hey, Rachel. Hey, Erin. Sophia. A few people that have taken their life. And sorry to hear about that. Hi, Lisa. So more and more people are coming on. Um, but yeah, in terms of suicide bereavement, another thing as well is this is why I want to get this video shared. If, if, if you can continue to share. We've got more people on there now, so it's working. If we can get people to share this, because when it comes to suicide grief, or mental health in any form, we always feel very alone. And I remember feeling very alone when it came to dealing with the grief that was attached to it. But when really, sort of now I know what I know, there were so many people dealing with that at the same time. But I was dealing with it with, on my own head, thinking that I'm the only one dealing with it, I'm alone, I can't talk to my mum because she's lost her husband, I'll burden her, I can't talk to my brother. The same with him, I don't want to burden him, he's dealing with it. So I was dealing with it on my own and I felt very alone. But in reality, there's so many people that are, are dealing with that suicide grief, that suicide bereavement. And we need to really show those people that are suffering in silence right now that they aren't alone and they can talk about it. I'll never forget the times I have received a phone call or a message telling me my friends had passed. I'm sorry to hear that, Carrie Ann. Hi, Jean. Hi, Tracy. Carrie says, hi Isaac, of course I remember, one of the best meetups I've had, although I prefer Jack, she says that, oh, no. no I'm joking, <laughs> she didn't really, hey Jim, hi Nicola, within my project that you inspired me with, I've set up a support group for the families left behind, that's amazing, thank you um, for saying that and I'm glad that you know the videos have helped you and as you say inspired you to go and set something up as well. I think it's important. Let me know about a little bit. I know you have, but maybe let the people know watching this about the support group. Um, so supporting the families left behind, what does that entail of? Is it something that someone in another county or another location could actually do themselves as well? I think it's really important to use the powers of social media to share ideas of, of what's working in your local area or something that you've done and try and replicate it in other areas too. Jay, I felt extreme anger when my best friend had completed suicide, then debilitating guilt because of my anger. Yeah, there's, there's such a rocky road of emotions. It's something that we were talking about tackling, weren't we, earlier, about really focusing in on the guilt that comes with suicide grief and all of those emotions that follow too. It's, it's, I, it's, it's such a hard grief to deal with. And as I say, I know at first hand how difficult it can be. Um, Jim, I think the most difficult aspect of grieving my brother was knowing how alone he was at the end. Yeah, well, that's a really important point as well. Yeah, I remember, I can relate to that. And again, I think just, just I don't know about you, Jim, or anyone else, but trying to get in the headspace that my dad was in, so not understanding it, and just trying to understand it. And... Um, realizing that the physical pain that my dad must have endured was far 
easier than the mental pain that he was going through. And it's physical pain that I wouldn't even imagine having to experience. But obviously, you know, his mind was more painful at that time. Yeah, so it's, I've definitely been there trying to kind of get into the headspace that he was in. Tracy, I lost my son Harvey to suicide in December. He was only 18. Really sorry to hear that, Tracy. That's definitely one thing that I can't imagine. Um, losing, losing a child to suicide. Rachel, it's good to talk. I've had two very close friends lose their late teens, early 20s boys. I've got a 16-year-old boy at the moment going through some difficult times. I worry about, but we constantly talk as he's low some days. You help me stay strong every day. Thank you, Rachel. And again, I think it's that whole parent, we want to protect our children. We want to take their pain away and we want to, you know, make them feel happy and we always want them to be happy. And I think it's such a difficult thing for parents when, when you know, their children are, are struggling. I found my soulmate boy f BFF on 5th of June. Can't get the picture out of my head. Sorry to hear about that, Leslie. Lost my grandmother. Again, I think hopefully if, if people are watching this and people are sharing their stories right now, I think what's amazing about that is just how willing people are to share their story. And again, it comes back to that whole thought of that we aren't alone. There are so many people here just on this small little live stream on Facebook right now. And people are sharing their stories about losing someone and how they've been impacted by it. And I think, you know, I can relate to a lot of what you're saying. And it's probably definitely going to be the same um, for you guys too. Mother of my friend has set up a project to make memory boxes for children who have lost parents to suicide. Carrie Ann, send me more information on that as well. That sounds great. Nicola, do a post to the group. Sounds great. Steve, I found my partner who is my life and soul. It's so hard to forget that picture in my head, seeing him there. I felt like I lost myself when I lost him. Steve, so sorry to hear that as well. I can't imagine as well, like you say, trying to get that picture out of your head. Um, but the main thing with suicide grief and with guilt is it's that we can move on and we can move forward. And I was very much in that victim mindset for the first couple of years of, I can't live a fulfilling life without my dad. This is never gonna be able to go away. I'm going to end up like my dad. And I think we have to try and change that perspective and realize that we can't change the past. We can only try and move forward from it. And it's been 10 years now since that day happened. But at the same time, I'm trying to do something good with it rather than you know, let that past consume me and continue to drag me down. And being a parent now myself, I know that my dad would want me to be happy. My dad would want me to continue to, to, to you know, live the life that I want to live. And even though I wish he was, you know, here every single day, he definitely wants me to be happy. And I think we need to try and move forward from, from the loss of, you know, loved ones and try and deal with that guilt. We cannot change the past. We can only kind of move forward. Isaac, do you want to add anything to this? You're kind of watching there on the camera, observing. Have you got questions for anyone? Do you want to, do you want to ask them a question? Just, just for, for them to keep rolling in the questions. Keep yeah, yeah, keep rolling them in. Keep sharing the stories. Isaac's, Isaac's got a huge um, aim for a project to try and share s as many stories as, as possible. I think it's so powerful. Just, you know, we've got 30 people on this live stream now. People have come and people have gone and we've got so many people sharing their experiences. Like if we had that more on a bigger scale, it'd be huge. 
And I think as well, we were talking earlier, wasn't we, how everyone's different. Like I can relate to a lot of your stories, losing someone to suicide, but at the same time, if someone was maybe sharing their story about um, bipolar or schizophrenia, I wouldn't be able to relate because it's something that I don't experience. I can you know, show compassion towards that person, but there's other people out there that are experiencing that as well, and they'll be able to relate and tune into that person a lot more than I could. So I think the more we can share, the more people that can share, the more people can relate, and the more people can feel um, feel less alone. Would, would people benefit from, from finding out more about the guilt aspect of it all? Yeah, that's a question to you guys. So if we was to create maybe a video, a short video about sharing some of the stories of people and focusing it on guilt, focusing it on, there's a lot of love hearts coming, so I think that's a good sign. A lot of, um, so focusing on the guilt that's attached with suicide bereavement. And also we did mention as well, didn't we? Maybe sharing a story of someone who's maybe attempted suicide and maybe the guilt that they've carried because of that attempt or maybe when they was at that place. Um, so the aim is of trying to share stories of people that have lost others to suicide and really focusing in on that guilt um, element of it which is so strong would you would you would you would you think that would be beneficial to you um do you think that would help you and help others if we was to create that and share people's stories about it still love hearts coming in so i think i think it's a go so you gotta get you gotta get recording now <laughs> hey wayne how, how are you naomi thanks for sharing this i love my brother lost my brother to suicide three years ago sorry to hear about that naomi my mum found my dad the day he succeeded in suicide, lost a part of her. That's a really good point as well, Nicola, and again, I'm really sorry to hear that, but you know, the, the loved ones that are impacted by suicide, so like you said, you lost your dad, but then your mum was massively impacted by it too, so then you, you lose her, even though you haven't physically lost her, you've lost a lot of who she was. And I can relate to that as well, I've never ever thought of it that way. This is why I love live streams, man, it's like free therapy. Like literally, I'm not paying for this, and I've got 33 therapists right now helping me um but yeah no it, it made me think that when we lose someone to suicide the people around them are, are impacted so much that they're they're affected and the people that love them as well are also going to be impacted too so i can imagine yeah i can imagine i changed massively after my dad's suicide so i must have impacted a lot of people that um you know were friends with me or loved me before that because of the suicide. That's a really good point, Nicholas. Thanks for sharing that. 10 years on, your strength shows through and yes, move forward with memories. Your dad would be so proud. Thank you, Rachel. How do you feel about the way the press cover the death of a celebrity to suicide? I found Chester Bennington's death very hard. Every detail of how he died, including the layout of the room. Yeah, there's a massive petition at the moment about how the media um, write about suicide. So I, I'm completely honest, when I used to do a lot of my talks, I used to mention the method and I was just completely uneducated on it. And I got picked up by um, Nina, who's an amazing person. She's been a bit of a mentor of mine. She did a lot of work for Papyrus the Charity. Um, and she's been someone who's been impacted by suicide herself. And she mentioned it to me, you know, don't mention the, the method of how your dad died. So um, I refrained from doing it. and. Being educated a lot more on it, I've start, I've stopped using it and I can see the dangers and the triggers that are attached to, as you say, mentioning every single detail about how someone did it. So I think definitely the media needs more work and more education around how they, um, how they publicize someone's suicide, whether it's a celebrity or not.
And I'd also like to see a lot more media attention on the mental health crisis rather than when a celebrity dies. 17, yeah, 17 a day. Like, let's start writing about that instead. I lost my son two years ago. Just, I'm conscious of the time as well, guys. Lisa, hardest thing ever, but I'm going to move. But I'm going forward, not moving on. His suicide will be with me until the day that I die. Definitely Lisa, and I think again, it's like, you know, as you say, trying to move forward. It doesn't mean you're moving on, it doesn't mean you're forgetting it, it just means that you're moving forward and you're trying to, you know, make the most of what you've got. Love that idea, Stacy. I found Harvey when I came home from work. Really sorry to hear that, Tracy. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of people, who are Isaac, saying that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Although some people are saying that's a great idea, Paul. So, shall I take credit for it? Or? <laughs> that was Isaac's idea. A lot of people saying they want to share their story as well. Jody, my dad took his own life when I was two years old. I think as well with that, and again, there's a great documentary called Kingdom of Us. Isaac's met them a couple of times, an amazing family called the Shanks family. And they lost their dad to suicide. And every, every child was at a different age. There's seven of them. So, and every, every one of them was at different ages. And they all dealt with that grief completely different. And that was what really stood out for me. So I was 18, so I processed that grief more as an adult. Whereas Jody, like you say, with you being two, like I've got a two-year-old now, and a lot of it you've probably forgotten about, but there's a lot of stuff that definitely would have impacted you back then. Um, so again, you being where you are today, Jody, shows a huge amount of strength and courage. Um, I'm gonna have to try and scroll through a lot of these. My friend got her son to talk to me on the phone as I suffer with depression and anxiety. She thought it would help. Two days later, he took his own life. Despite what we talked about, I'm now trying to accept that he had already made his own mind up when he spoke to me. Stephanie, that's a really good point as well. And I think touching on that as well, we can never control the outcome. It's that person's decision, not decision in a way, but it's that person who's ended their life. It's nothing that you would have said or nothing that maybe you could have said. And I think with my dad as well, it's relating it to that, as you say, is probably was too late. Maybe that conversation, you know, four or five years ago may have helped that person. Um, but a lot of the times it gets too late. And this is the whole thing at the moment. We're almost waiting for that critical point until they start getting the help that they need. And, and at that time, a lot of the times it's too late. If we have that earlier intervention, we have education around it, then maybe they'll never get to that critical point where, as you say, Stephanie, it is too late. And Honestly, all I would say to reassure you is that there would be nothing that you would have done that could have changed that probably at that moment. Um, Joe, how, how are you? Finally get to see your live chat. And I'm about to jump off as well, Joe, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna publish the replay. We're filming it over there. Isaac, any other questions you want answered from, from anyone else? He's useless, isn't he? Yeah. There's so many questions. So important. Everybody talks about this. It shouldn't be ignored like it is. So glad you're doing this. Thank you, Jacqueline. I think society needs to be educated more about suicide too. 100%, Stephanie. It's the S word, this silent S word that no one wants to talk about at the moment. You know, suicide is that word. And I remember I've said it before, but I, used to, I lied about my dad's suicide. I could never bring myself to say that my dad took his own life. If someone said, you know, if I said my dad died and they asked how, I would always 
say, a road accident, or I would say something else because I would, could never take, I could never get those words out of my mouth. My dad took his own life. My dad died by suicide. And I think, as you say, Stephanie, we need to be more educated on suicide. There's such a stigma around it. And I think just the British way of dealing with grief is terrible anyway. We're very hush-hush, we're very silent. So you add suicide into the mix and you're even more silent. I honestly think the word committed should not be, should be totally not used as a crime. Yeah, Rachel, again, a lot of people have mentioned that and, you know, committed suicide is, 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 is a way that we've always said it. But again, as you say, it's committing a crime. So suicide was a crime. Do you know this? Does anyone know this, Isaac? I don't know this, actually. I might have to Google it. I know roughly. When, when, um, when was suicide decriminalised? It's very defined. It's any, when it was insured, any time that afterwards you died. And no, but when they... I don't, again, I don't know exactly, but when someone... Well, had the a, system of suicide. No, but when, when... Before, a little while ago, when someone had attempted suicide and they didn't succeed they would be uh, they would be arrested and yeah it was a crime and the people that did end their lives their gravestones would not face the church they'd face away from the church and a lot of them didn't get it in the end but suicide was decriminalized in 1961 yeah so suicide was decriminalized in 1961. So it wasn't even like 1961 isn't a huge, long, huge, huge time ago. So um, I've, I've gone off tangent here. But Rachel, yeah, as you say, I think we should remove the word committed. This is why I always say take it, he took his own life. He died by suicide rather than saying he committed suicide. So it's, again, changing the language around it. Before we um, jump off the screen, would it be, you know, would it be possible to, like, get some messages from the people um, saying how how guilt plays a part in in in, in their grieving process yeah let's do that so guys i'm gonna go, i'm gonna go through some more of these these questions but while i'm doing that have a little think and just write just write a comment how ask the question again so how does grief how does guilt how did grief how did guilt play a part in your grief yeah yeah so how did guilt play a part in your grief so if you've if you're sitting here watching this live stream right now and you've you've lost someone to suicide, um, if you can just write just a short short sentence or a short couple of sentences about how guilt played a part in your grief, how did it make you feel? Maybe what did you feel guilty about? And maybe as well, I think if you've maybe accepted that guilt or you've been able to deal with it, if you can just put that as a comment, that would be amazing. And um, I'll look through those afterwards as well. Hey Jacob, how are you? My social worker won't let me have bereavement counseling as I'm too unstable. Dawn, I'm really sorry to hear about that. You definitely need to get some support. And again, it's devastating that you haven't been given bereavement counseling if you've just lost someone. Um, but Dawn, there's a lot of other options out there as well. Um, I would definitely have a little look around. And I think hopefully if you can read some through some of these comments as well, if it's only just happened, there's so many people sharing their stories. And just know that, you know, you're not alone going through what you're going through right now. And there is support and there is um, a light at the end of the tunnel as well. And, you know, I'm, it's, it must be so raw for you right now as well. So please don't judge any of those emotions that you've, you've got as well. All right. 
In the States, you can be charged with attempted murder for trying to complete suicide. Hey, Steve, how are you? Yeah, we definitely need more and more education, guys, right? So let me finish off by reading some of these out, which Isaac's asked for. Um, Stephanie says, guilt, that I should have done more. Um, Erin says, guilt played a part in my grief by making me feel like I'm not worthy and not wanted. Stephanie, I felt guilty about the words that I never got to say to my brother that may have saved him. Wow, that's powerful. They're all really powerful. Leslie says, it's been almost a year every day since the 5th of June 2018. I felt extremely guilty. I feel like I should have known and been there for him more than I was. I felt that I failed him. Uh, with my friend, carry on with my friend John, I spoke to him roughly two weeks before he passed. I definitely wish I made a plan to see him. I could have helped him and I didn't. Vicky, guilt was my only feeling for 27 years. My father took his own life when I was 10. Guilt meant I never grieved for my dad, instead it destroyed me. I felt that I, it was my fault that I wasn't a good enough daughter. Wow, there's so many there. I think we should definitely, definitely do this um, video, um, which highlights, just as you say, the guilt that's attached with it. Feeling guilty after my friend's suicide, feeling like I could have done something to stop him, was consuming, but I feel I'm becoming slowly less guilty, but it helped me to process that he'd gone. I feel like I'm no longer in denial. Tracy, I don't think I'll ever not feel guilty. I was Harvey's mum, I should have been able to save him. You spend every minute of the day going over how you could have done things differently. Uh, Joe, dad died when I was 16, but he didn't take his own life, but the guilt I felt, relief. I didn't have to deal with the stress anymore. Right, last one guys, Jay, I felt guilt because of my anger and feeling like I failed my friend. It affected every aspect of my life. I felt like a failure and decided to take my life as well. And many years, I can see I did all I could to help him. So I think just all of you sharing your story so honestly um, is amazing and it's inspiring. And I think we need to do more to try and get more people to share their stories like you are doing right now. And I think with guilt, as I've, as I've said, it's, it's an emotion that will drag us down. It's a very negative emotion and we can't change what's happened. And I think nothing that we probably would have done back then could have maybe changed it or could have influenced it. And I think for me, suicide was something that I just never thought would impact me. I just never ever imagined it to impact me. And it's probably the same with a lot of you too. Um, but when it does, you then have to learn how to deal with it. And through, as you've all done, learning how to deal with it, you're also now seeing what you could have done more. And it's the same with me. I now see what I could have done differently. But at that time, we're completely uneducated around it. We completely don't know how to deal with it. So I don't think that there is anything at that time with the knowledge that we had, with the understanding that we had, that we could have done differently. Now we know what we know. We look at it and we think we could have done something differently to save them. But in reality, at that time, we can only do our best. And nothing will ever bring them back. But I know that the feeling that they were going through at that time, they felt like a burden to all of us. They felt like, you know, they couldn't go on any longer. Tunnel vision, that was the only option that they had. And I also know that they just want us to be happy. They'd want us to move forward and be as happy as we can be. And hopefully um, we can all move forward. And I'm pretty certain that we can, but we all have to kind of stick together and continue to share and raise awareness around this. So guys, I'm gonna sign out because um, it's getting late and we've got to wrap up. 
but thank you for all of you for tuning in and thank you to Isaac over there with the camera and we're going to be putting this video out there very soon as well um, but anything you need just reach out and keep following keep sharing the videos keep um, engaging keep dropping me a message if you need to drop me a message I'll always try and get back to you as quickly as I possibly can and um, I'll speak to you all very very soon have a good evening so there we have it thank you to everyone who came on to the live stream and shared their story I think it's so important that we do share openly and honestly because I think it just shows that we're not alone even though we feel that we are thank you to listen to this on the podcast don't forget to leave a rating and a review if you're listening to this over on iTunes or Stitcher. you're listening to us on Spotify, just let me know. Drop me a message over on Instagram at pmcgregor.com or facebook.com forward slash pmcgregor.com or you can drop me an email at paul at pmcgregor.com. Have a great evening and I'll speak to you soon.